Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, to what we did and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. So, uh, we are currently... Hey, do I, why, why do I not have an opening segment? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we were chewing. It? We were too busy chewing. <laughs> we're, too, we're too busy chewing. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but the point is, is that um, uh, this is the month of December. Normally, we do have like like special episodes towards the end of the year because it's the end of the year specials. But it's also the end of the decade this year. So, Holy crap. So we're we're expanding our special episodes to like practically like a six weeks kind of thing or more like a five and a half week. With this week being the first one, kinda it's a half. Half will How? be half will be a regular episode, and the other half we're gonna start tackling a recap of the 2010s, right? And then for the wow. next couple of episodes, uh, there's like five more episodes. We're gonna be covering the 2010 stuff and 2019 stuff, but we are gonna still plan to uh, hopefully do a review of Watchmen, Rise of Skywalker, and The Mandalorian as well, and so on and so forth. All the way to the first week of January. So keep an eye on that. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. I can't believe 2010s are ending. Mm-hmm. I didn't even I didn't even realize that until you mentioned it. Really? <laughs> come on yeah. now. Come I'm on. It's like, now. oh, 2020s here. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, okay. no, wait, that's the end of 2010s. What? Yeah. 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 Uh, so for this episode, this is episode 265. We are going to be talking about, uh, well, we recently just had our long Thanksgiving weekend, which also equals Black Friday and Cyber Monday, basically the holiday, the holiday special sales and whatnot. Talking about that, as well as the uh, porch teas and whatnot. Uh, since this is the month of celebration, all the way to New Year's, we're going to talk about uh, drinking, specifically revol- involving the millennials, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about what else is going on. And on the top of the episode, like I said, we're going to start our special segment stuff. We're going to be talking about the popular TV shows of the 2010s. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, this past weekend was Black Friday slash Cyber Cyber Weekend, Cyber 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 Monday. I think it is kind of like a Cyber Weekend if you think about it, because all yeah. the all the sales are pretty much throughout the whole week. Week, yeah, they were like advertising it as like I I saw a lot of advertisements for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So I'm like, okay, so there's no difference. But then, you know, was it just me or did you feel like it was kind of bullshit? What, what do you mean? Um, like, I feel like, well, cause I've been, I had a few things in a, a lot of different websites in my cart that was like, I was ready for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but everything was like 10%, 15%, you know, like nothing crazy. And actually this one clothing website that I went on, like the discounts that they normally have were actually better than their Black Friday deals. It was like, my cart was literally 20, $25 more than on a regular day. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, so it, it made no sense to me to to buy anything. Like I was just, I'm just waiting for the regular sales, um, regular sales offer percentages that they normally offer uh, to come back. Because like I, I really didn't see anything special. Like I wanted to buy a second TV for the bedroom, and uh-huh. it's literally the same price as like three weeks ago. Um, on Best Buy, so. I was like, all right, I guess there's not really anything special about Cyber Monday or Black Friday anymore. I'm not completely surprised. I think it kind of started a decade ago after the the big giant crash in the, the mm. when the when the big Great Recession happened. 
um, a lot of the Black Friday specials have kind of gone away. It's either mm-hmm. it's either it's only available for like the ten first the first ten people or whatever, and then everything else is just like a normal sale. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. seems to, that seems to be the trend. And then not only that, but they also spread out the shopping weekend to, to not just Friday, but like Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday as well. Plus then online is like a huge component now. So everybody's spread out. There's like, there's, there seems to be less incentive for them to have big giant sales. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and you know, I guess it's good that, that there's no more crowding for stores in Black Friday anymore because this is all spread out. And I guess I'm, I'm, the sales are good in the sense that it's spread out throughout the year, but there are still yeah. some, there are still some big sales. You just have to be able to catch it, I guess. Yeah, but a lot of I know a lot of retailers need that extra boost towards the end of the year before the end of the year to kind of like increase their sales. But I guess it's just not happening. It's just like I feel like the, just the entire concept of the retail market is changing. Right. Well, it has to be a combination between retail and online. And online, yeah. yeah. But but when it comes to online sales, um, the thing that, that everybody has to deal with, at least I do, or most people with houses, uh, are porch pirates, people who steal your packages. With that, right? <laughs> and then this is going to be the season where it's going to be happening a lot. Every year, it's going to get worse and worse because more people are buying stuff online. So I thought I'd look up online to see some what, what some articles out there are saying are clever, clever ways to foil por- porch pirates. This is by Kristen Solomon on the Family Handyman. Um, you don't do anything, right? Because you have a doorman and and whatnot. Yeah, um, it's pretty easy. And like a lot of New York um, buildings, I'm not saying all, mm-hmm. but a lot of them, um, they allow packages to be left in front of the door. Normally, like your your hallway neighbors don't really steal anything if you live in a like a pretty good building. It doesn't have to be like super fancy, right? Um, some new buildings that don't have doormen have these things called um, virtual doormen. So it's like a room where where things are left. Or like, I think it's like an Amazon locker kind of thing where they leave things in there and then they just okay. let you know like which one which locker it's in. Chewing food. Chewing food, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Are you chewing food? I'm chewing food. Wait. We need to let the listeners know that we're eating. Oh yeah, by the way, listeners, we're eating right now. Part yeah. of part of part of us eating. Um, what are you having? I'm having dumplings. Ooh, what kind of dumplings? Uh, seafood. Ooh, is it soup dumplings or just regular dumplings? Regular dumplings. Hmm. All right. So going back to this article, uh, the first the first recommendation is to require a signature, which is fine and all, but I've never been a huge fan of this because it's like extra steps because. If you not if you don't make the signature, you gotta pick it up from the post office anyway or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So why not just skip that and just go straight to just deliver it to the post office and I'll pick it up there? Yeah, because I mean, right now all I all I do right now, if I or, especially if I order from Amazon, is I use Amazon Locker because there's an Amazon Locker right next to the movie theater that I normally go to, so it's convenient yeah, so for it's me convenient. to just get it from yeah. there. Yeah, so that's what I've been yeah. doing. Well, uh, what some people do is like they have it sent to like a CVS or um, a Dwayne Reed, and right, yeah, they just pick it up there. Yeah, uh, it's. I used it's, to I used to send it to Jessica's workplace because you know she's there. Hmm. Yeah, but like I said, mm-hmm. the problem there is that if if they're gone home and then the package is shown <laughs> afterwards, it kind of defeats the purpose as well. Yeah. Apparently, there's also this service called a doorman doorman app or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you can sp- tell it specifically when to show up. That way, you can be available to pick up your package when they deliver it. Oh, 
But you bit- know, Amazon sometimes has these trackers where you literally see where your package is. It's oh, kind of no. like. But this one, this one is, it's like you tell them when to show up. Oh, when to show up. Yeah, when to show Sorry, up. Sorry, chewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so th- th- there's that option. It's, it's, a, it's an app apparently, so you can try that. Um, there's another mm. thing called a porch pirate bag. This one is like a bag that's tied up to your door. It's a thirty. <laughs> it's a thirty-inch by forty-inch PVC reinforced nylon bag that locks that locks to your front door or gate. Instruct delivery people to drop your packages inside, then lock it using the attached combination lock. Mm. Okay, thirty-five okay. bucks. Not bad. Okay, so it's like a locker. Yeah, but it, that no, it's no, no, like, no. Well, it's more like a bag in front of your door <laughs> with a lock. With a lock, yeah, and then I guess I guess it's unlocked until the until the post person puts it in there, and then they lock it. What kind of bag is this? Because if it's fabric, like, wouldn't be, the person be able to just cut through it? It's a it's a PVC reinforced nylon bag. Oh, PVC reinforced, but they could just take the bag, or is it the bag attached to the house? The bag is attached to the to the door, the front door. Mm, okay. But there's no way they could, they could just like cut things with wire cutters or things like that. I presumably they would, but I think this is more of the case where it's like they show up, they go, "Oh, we had to do more work," and then they just walk away, right? Mm, supposedly. Supposedly. Um, another thing they they suggest here is also called a package guard. This is which I've never seen it before. It's a this frisbee-like device is a virtual security guard connected to your Wi-Fi and positioned it on your doorstep, instructing delivery people to place packages on top of it. Oh. What was the oh if mm-hmm. if a pack if a thief tries to s- get the package off it it's gonna su- it's gonna sound an alarm. Oh okay, so it's kind of like a museum piece. If it gets moved, an yes. alarm will go off. It's exactly like that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting fancy. Of course, they said like use security cameras, use motion sensors, and whatnot. But you know the, the the ones I mentioned are the like the odd ones that I've never heard of before. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. My recommendation once again is if you go to Amazon just. Use an Amazon locker. It's just it's nice and easy. I use it all the time now. If I have money to buy stuff, that is. Mm. <laughs> did you did you buy anything during the during the holiday sales? Nope, because it's all the same to me. Yeah, for like, for me, yeah, I there bought. Was no, no, there was no extra sales. Like I, I wanted to buy a Casper mattress, but fifteen mm-hmm. percent versus ten percent, it's just fifty bucks. So. Uh. Like, I, I'll wait till I get my tax return to get the Casper. I, I did buy a handful of things. I bought I bought two jerseys. It was it would had like a buy one get one and a half price off thingy. Okay. So I'm like, okay, sure. And then there was <laughs> there was a, a couple of digital games that I went ahead and purchased. They were fifty percent off, but they were fifty percent off from twenty bucks. But I'm like, well, fifty percent off. So those yeah. ones I bought. So there there wasn't a lot. I didn't buy a lot. Yeah. And then I ended up it buying. It wasn't like oh my god, that's a great deal. I have to yeah. get it. Yeah. And then I ended up buying like a few more things that that, that didn't even have a sale because it was just convenient for me to just like, well, I'm already buying something right now. I'm gonna buy a few more things. Yeah. <laughs> it was that yeah. kind of a thing. But yeah. But there you go. I mean, the the best thing that I bought over the weekend was Amazon Fresh. I ordered groceries. Oh, okay. Because a lot of the groceries were like maybe a couple of bucks cheaper than it normally is. So mm. it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, suggestions for your porch pirates and uh, Black Friday still kind of a thing, maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. Is it? Is it? All right. There's this article on the Atlantic called uh, "Millennials Are Sick of Drinking." Of course, that got my attention. Uh, oh, but it says here, but they're not giving up on booze just yet. Ruti, you read you read a little bit of our artist article. Tell me what tell I me read how like it goes. a portion of it. Much more than I did. 
Okay, I read like a line. I skimmed it very, very quickly. Okay. I saw something about a 37-year-old complaining that she only she only drinks like on occasion now, like if it's some, somebody's birthday or if it's a girl's night out because uh something 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 blah 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 because I guess it she feels like it it's not worth it anymore, I guess. But for me, you know what? It's called aging. Your body's not going to tolerate alcohol the same way in your 20s as it is in your 30s. I definitely started feeling this around the like the age of 31 mm-hmm. where between 23 um, not during between like 23 and 29 30 I could like out drink everybody under the table and not feel a thing and still be able to take myself home on the subway fully awake and walking in a straight line whereas now like after 31 now I'm 34 like I drink a glass of wine and I'm like super flushed and I'm good for the rest of the night. Like, I don't need an entire bottle of wine anymore. I think it's just called aging. It's not that millennials are getting sick of drinking. It's just that millennials are aging. And, you know, this is what happens when our body ages. We just don't tolerate certain things anymore. The the thing is, though, I don't really think this is necessarily a millennial thing. I think this article is only targeting millennials because it's just conveniently... Because millennials are just, like, reading this or it's like, you know, millennials are the focus... Uh, demographic right now. Yeah, but they're they're also the, the target age for alcohol right now, right? Twenty to thirty, exactly. Right, yeah. so it's just a coincidence. I I think this article could just just say like in your twenties and thirties, people are, are kind of sick of drinking, you know. But I now it's remember- basically like a millennial. That whose life this affects right now just wrote about it, so now it's kind of a thing. But really, it's like a thing for every generation. Nobody just wrote about it the same way that they did now. <laughs> yeah, I see. Um, a couple of sentences that caught my eye here. In the past few weeks, I've heard from more than a hundred Americans in their twenties and thirties who have begun to make similar changes in their drinking habits, or who are contemplating ways to drink less. And it also mm-hmm. says here. Uh, the media has noticed a changes afoot. Recent months have seen a flurry of trend stories among millennials, 20s and 30s, currently about 22 to 38 years old, getting sober. So Yeah, because they're getting hungover worse. <laughs> so I, now I remember why this article caught my eye. Because this article was written way back in, in April. It was just kind of like a thing that I put in the in the docket. Like, I want to talk about this eventually. Uh, mm. the, the reason for that, now I remember why I, I saw this. Because I've always had an opinion that people are drinking just to drink, especially once they, once, especially especially when they're like late teens, twenties, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it always kind of boggled my mind. This is a drink where you literally have to get used to liking how it tastes like, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which in itself is telling you maybe you shouldn't drink it. <laughs> so because so, it is kind of toxic in a way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like the first time I ever drank alcohol, I'm like, people like to drink this thing. Right? Really? You know? Uh, it, oh, you really? You, that that wasn't your impression? <laughs> that wasn't my first. <laughs> that was, that was, was my like, impression oh, in beer. Is interesting. Beer, beer. It took a while to yeah. get used to beer, yeah. and then I found a beer that actually tasted good to me. I see. See, beer has always been like that to me, and it still kind of is. I've never been a huge fan of beer. There are some beers that I do like, but but uh, my you impression. Drink beer all the time, though. Oh no! Actually, you usually go for cocktails. I used to go for cocktails or just hard mm-hmm. liquor. I actually do yeah. like I do actually do like hard liquor. That one I actually did get accustomed to right away, almost almost yeah. immediately. So I'm almost yeah. I'm almost kind of defeating my whole point of my argument here. But <laughs> but the thing is though is that I've also noticed that that when when like twenty somethings are hanging out, let's go to a bar, let's go to a club to drink, let's hang out at somebody's happy hour. Yeah, let's let's hang out. Off. Let's hang out with some, at somebody's house 
to drink. It's like, why does mm-hmm. drinking have to be an equation to everything? Is this a validation that, hey, I'm an adult now. I'm going to drink. That's what I've always saw it. At, <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, that's stupid. Drink because you like to drink. Not because, hey, it's a status quo. I got to live up to my age. So I'm going to drink. It, it just seems dumb. <laughs> it is, in a way, it is. But that's like the American culture of the American way of looking at drinking is that it's more like a rite of passage into adulthood rather than just a lifestyle. You know, it's like if you go to Europe, like it's it's like everybody drinks and it's like, oh, okay, you have a glass of wine with your coffee. Oh, right. okay. You have a glass of wine with your dinner and you only have one because it's just like, it's like drinking water. And you actually have to ask for water because it's not normal to just like drink water and then like you want to drink on the side. It's like, oh, you drink wine with your food. It's like normal. That is a good point. In Europe, I do, I do notice that that's the trend. Like you drink, that's why I've always saw the menu like, well, this food will taste this good if you drank it with this wine. And it's like, it was like, like, why do I care? <laughs> I personally don't <laughs> care. But I can see where it's coming from. Like you're saying, it's they casually drink it in, in Europe because that's just a normal drink to them. It has nothing. Yeah, it's, it's like drinking juice, but, but they won't drink juice because they're just normal. They're just accustomed to drinking wine. And it's like normal. They don't have to overdo it because they're not too excited about it. It's like for us drinking soda, it's like, eh, it's soda, you know. True. Uh, but I think my, my thing with America, with America is that drinking has more of a social stigma of like, mm-hmm. you know, you oh, we're, we're drinking for fun because we can. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because kind of we're 21 now. Yeah. It yeah. took us this long to be able to drink. Yeah. So basically, Whereas Europeans are like, well, we've been drinking for the last three years. Yeah. It's just like a normal <laughs> yeah. normal thing we drink. You know, we're not, we're not obsessed about it. I think maybe that's the mm-hmm. thing. People are too obs- here in America. People are too obsessed about drinking. Like, mm-hmm. how much can you drink? You know, yeah. how strong a drink can you drink? It's like it's like it, it, drink because you can. Not because of that. Because you enjoy it, not yeah. to get wasted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe that's that's really what what bothers me about the whole the whole culture of drinking in America. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like an excuse, and you don't need an excuse if if you're just okay with just drinking casually. Yeah. I guess. Plus, like, you don't want to drink yourself into oblivion where you're going to get, you're, you're guaranteed to get a hangover every day. Like, have, like, a couple of glasses of whatever. Like, it could be, you know, like, gin on the rocks or vodka on the rocks or, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of glasses of wine. You'll be fine the next day. It doesn't, like, you don't have to get to that point of blacking out to say that it, it was a good night. You know, yeah, but but man, what what a story you could tell! What a story that, mean, the people your friends could say! You know, <laughs> there's so many epic things that yeah, could happen. Like like you like like, like you saying, yeah, like you saying, it's like a rite of passage. It's a it's a way to make a story of yourself. Basically, it comes down to look at me, look at me, look at me. Exactly. Much. Yeah. Which is, I mean, let's be honest, that's the American <laughs> that's culture, the American right? Oh, God. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's the reason why I saw this article. Like, yeah, I want to talk about that. Millennials are sick of drinking, but I guess that's because they're more maturing and they're realizing, hey, you know what? I don't have to drink if I don't want to drink. Congratulations. No. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Real. Good job. Good <laughs> job in realizing that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As of this recording, it's currently 10:52 a.m. On December 4th, 2019 in Kowloon, Hong Kong. And it's time we take a look and see what else is going on. All right. So there's this a comic book that's coming up pretty soon from DC Comics uh, by Frank Miller. It's pretty much the Dark Knight. Um, what's it called? The Dark Knight something. It's, a, it's part of the Dark Knight Returns series that Frank Miller started. It is called. Where is that? Oh, The Golden Child. 
Okay, not the Eddie, the Mur- Golden Child? not the Eddie Murphy movie, but the Dark Knight Returns, the Golden Child by Frank Miller. And apparently, hmm. there, there's this um, there's this cover where it shows like a young bat person tossing what looks like a Molotov cocktail. And mm-hmm. I guess China saw this image and decided, hey, oh. is that commentary on Hong Kong? It's not, actually. It's commentary <laughs> on Gotham City, blah, blah, blah. But what is it that for them, it looks like, oh, it's a commentary on Hong Kong. We are going to ban that. Yeah. And then only that, but, but DC Comics went ahead and, and succeeded and changed the image. So what? now so now the US, is, the US fans are going like, hey, you're giving it to China. What, what, what's up? You know what it is? China's got a billion people. That's a billion less readers for I know, them. I know. This is a, this is an <laughs> ongoing problem right now, current events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a, that's a, that, that's a thing. Uh, speaking of causing a reaction amongst people, uh, McDonald's has a trick to eat a full meal with just one hand that divides fast that, that divided fast food fans. Essentially, did you get another article in this audio podcast that you had to look at the visual? So look at the show notes, people. Um, so essentially, what, what what it is is if you get a fries, a drink, and a burger, what you do is you have the drink in the middle. Using the straw, you poke the straw to the middle of the cardboard box when it's open with the burger. Put the fries, <laughs> put the fries on the side that doesn't have the burger, and then you can hold mm-hmm. all three of them at one time using uh, by holding the soda cup. Wait, so put the straw in like through the cover. Yes. Then put the fries on that cover on the inside. Right. And virtually making it a, cu- a burger no, thing holder. Uh, yeah, I mean the burger fry holder. Yeah, because the so it's the, basically like a tray. It's like on a tray. Top of your soda, but you're, that you the can so- sip through. Yeah, the soda is holding both of those parts of the cardboard box up, uh-huh. and you can drink the soda through the middle of the, what you carry. <laughs> <laughs> That's some McDonald's dedication right there. <laughs> yeah, know, right. <laughs> That's some dedication to fast food, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then people are people are like commenting about how this is stupid. Like, why would you yeah. have to go through all this trouble? <laughs> Your food is gonna fall down. I bet you that. And some Just people eat on a table. <laughs> yeah, and some people are like, "This is the smartest thing ever. Why did I think about this?" So yeah. I will try this. When, you know, one of these days, if I remember, I, I go to McDonald's, I will try this just to see how it, if, it pull, if it planned it out. Hmm. And then I'll be like, no, okay, challenge accepted. You want to do it one day? One of these, one one of of these days. recordings? Yeah. One of this, well, I don't know about recording, but, but yeah, one of these days. I like will, during I will the try recording, it. we'll see if we can record and eat McDonald's one handed. <laughs> okay, sure, <laughs> sure. That's an idea. Sure, sure. The listeners, let us know, like, what you want. What you guys want us to do? Do you guys want us to just try it out and then talk about it, or do you guys want us to try it while we're talking about it? Sure, I'm sure they don't care. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> but okay. All right. Uh, speaking of skills with hands, a uh, a Twitch streamer, I think it was Twitch, sets a world record by playing games for 572 hours in one month. Oh, Jesus, that's a lot of games oh in gosh. one month. I think it was. Oh, that's like, a lot of hours. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, Andrew Giant Waffle Bodine, he was in a yeah world record. Essentially, uh, he does a 19-hour stream every single day. So he basically he sleeps for five hours a day, then goes back to playing games for in a wow. span of 30 days. And that's his job. Uh, yes, because <laughs> you know <laughs> people people go on his on his uh, stream and then I don't know send him money or whatever. Wow, I feel so bad for his eyes. 
<laughs> yeah. He, he even says streaming 19 hours a day isn't healthy. It's very obvious and I'm well aware of it. But when put into perspective, a lot of people trying to break records push themselves to the limit in ways that are not seen as healthy. It's not mm. easy. It was never meant to be easy. Hmm. And now after, hmm. and well, at least he gets to go to sleep. Well, some of the games he played, for those of you curious, are like Red Dead Redemption 2, <coughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, Escape from Tarkov, Rocket League, Factorio, Rainbow Six a Siege, Death Stranding. No, no uh, Fortnite. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Oh, oh well. I have no idea all the words that you just said right now. <laughs> <laughs> Except for Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite, which is online. Speaking of being online, uh, Little Bub, the famous cat with dwarfism, has unfortunately died at age eight. Oh. Yeah. Is it that, that cat that has the tongues always sticking out? Oh. Yeah, so sad. Uh, according to this, he died unexpectedly in her. Oh, her. She died unexpectedly in her sleep this weekend, this past weekend, after struggling with a persistent and aggressive bone infection. Oh, poor baby. Little bub. Eight years old. Still pretty Aww. young. But then, but then she already, she kind of grew up already mentally disabled. Not mentally. Uh, medically disabled. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, rest in peace. Speaking of ends... <laughs> Something that something that doesn't end. Wow, what a transition, Albert. Very wow. good. Very, very good. Very good. Very good. Wow. Something that doesn't end is the fact that Baby Yoda is the Disney Plus gift that keeps on giving. So here's your weekly news of Baby Yoda. Since so far we've been <laughs> doing more. we've been doing Baby Yoda news every week so far. I think uh, if you watch the recent episode of 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 The Mandalorian episode four, not not much of a spoiler, but there is a scene where you see Baby Yoda. Drinking soup. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with your fami- if you're familiar with the with the meme that has Kermit drinking tea, well, Baby Yoda stepping in and saying, "Kermit, that's gonna be my job now." So now people <laughs> have an option instead of choosing the Kermit drinking drinking tea, like like you know the whole the whole like yeah yeah like like the whole like uh, I don't give an f kind of kind of kind of answer <laughs> like you're just kind of staring back at them. Now, mm-hmm. Baby Yoda has that GIF, has that picture that people are sending now, where he's just like holding a cup of soup, looking blankly at you, kind of thing. So, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I is, know, but he was so cute. Yeah, very cute. Uh, online, people are also doing like uh, fan edits, having like having Baby Yoda fight Darth Sidious. Uh, it's on YouTube. Cl- the link's on the show notes. Take a look at that. He also has another fan edit where in, uh, in Avengers Endgame, one one not, not really much of spoilers, but uh, one of the scenes where the in the portal where the heroes would show up, they have Baby Yoda coming out instead. So there's that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Now, now now Starbucks, of course, they will get into the bandwagon here. They now have a, a Baby Yoda frappuccino. Of course they do. Let's see. Is uh, it green tea frappuccino? Matcha is finally making a comeback. Very good. Matcha is involved in this. Yes, yes. It is a secret menu. I'm pretty sure not all Starbucks know about this, but if you just give them the if you give them the direction, it's Relatively easy. Um, start by oh, asking. Baby Yoda looks way cuter than that drink. <laughs> <laughs> start by asking for a matcha green tea frappuccino. Ask to add caramel drizzle to the cup. Ew. This will be what they consider Baby Yoda's cloak, right? No. Top it off with whipped cream, caramel, and caramel ribbon crunch crunchies. Ew, ew, ew. Well, not the whipped cream part. Yeah, but yeah. So there's that. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be other versions of this that look that will look better than this. Mm. It basically it's just, it's just a color scheme. It's just, it's just a color scheme. I guess so. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm saying ew to all the sweetness, and I'm eating 
Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of merchandise, um, you can now finally pre-order a Baby Yoda Funko Pop as well as an 11-inch plushie of Baby Yoda. Oh my God, it looks so cute. Yes, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be receiving this until May Next or year. something. <laughs> <laughs> Next year Christmas. <laughs> yes, yeah, so good luck with that. The link is... The link, oh, at least here. Unfortunately, it won't arrive until May 27th. Whoo, that's a long time from Ooh. now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I might forget about that if I bought it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. And that's what else is going on. Before we move on to the next topic, just in case the listeners actually care, Ruti, where can people find you online? You can find me on Instagram at grace13. That's G R A C E 1 3 for um. Food, DIY picks, food picks, travel picks, cat picks, and other random picks. You can also find me on Instagram at b.entwine. That's B-E.E-N-T-W-I-N-E-D for event designs and planning for birthdays, baby showers, gender reveals, bridal showers, uh, weddings, and other party design or DIY needs. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo. Okay. And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at albert 5 x 5 and anything related to who, what, where's why. If you want to show us, if you want to send us email, don't bother. Send it to <laughs> who at worst why at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a quick comment, much easier. Leave it on our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or on the website itself. If you want to show your support, because we need it, head over to who at worst slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y Axis. Find them at the Y Axis.com. All the links and information can be found at who at worstwhy.com. It bears to mention that. I think it was last year or earlier this year, I mentioned a thing called Radio Public, which is essentially like a podcast player that if you listen to the podcast there, they will actually give the podcaster money, right? So mm-hmm. yes, this podcast is on that service. However, their paid listens program, which is what gives podcasters money when people listen to them, has officially ended. So no more. Mm-hmm. So any Radio Public stuff that I have on the website, no longer there. I right, went ahead and took it out. There's no point. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even we didn't even make enough money to 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 get a cash out so so there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. So for our first segment chronicling the 2010s as it is the end of the 2010s, uh we'll start it off with the popular TV shows of the 2010s or the TV shows that def- best define the 2010s. There are actually several articles on the Say show 2010s notes. And one more time. 2010s. 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 5 times. 2010s. Uh, there are several articles on the show notes regarding the public TVs of the 2010s, but I want to tackle the one that Rotten Tomatoes did. I think this is the one that's most general in terms of like popular in America because the other ones, they were trying to base it on quality, but quality doesn't always equal viewership. So, yeah, I wanted to. So, the Rotten Tomatoes one I thought was pretty smart. They tried to cover what people are actually watching. I haven't watched all of this on the list, so that just goes to show. Uh, I will go ahead and spoil the article, so I apologize to Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm just gonna run right, 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 right through it. Number twenty, Veep. Supposedly a really good show, won awards and whatnot. Never saw it. Veep on HBO. Yeah, never saw it. Yeah. Uh, number nineteen. This one I I always try and avoid, but I keep you hearing. You can avoid it. But you no, know, I, I do avoid watching it, but I can't avoid not hearing about it because people talk about this stupid thing. Keeping yeah. up with the Kardashians. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I'll be, I'll say I'm guilty for watching once in a while. Come on, Ruthie, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny to watch them like just say stupid shit mm-hmm. all the time. 
Okay. How ridiculous they are. Yeah, but see, Veep also has people that say stupid shit, and but at least that's Yeah, but smart. it's a show. It's not real life. <laughs> and conditions are real life? Come on, that's a scripted reality show. Anyways, is it? it is, it is. Anyways, number 18, Doctor Who. Doctor Who who um came in came in big in the 2000s, but 2010s was when it actually left a big giant mark. Uh this is also one of the one of the shows that reminded people, hey. So from from the across the pond, where it's actually worth watching, Doctor Who was a huge thing here in America. I would say, I would say. Yeah, didn't you watch this? Yeah, I do watch this. In Ooh. in especially in geek culture, Doctor Who is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, True Blood number seventeen. Never actually saw it, but yeah, uh, yeah. Couldn't get into it. Number sixteen. Better Call Saul. Never actually watched it because I never watched the previous the other one, which I'm sure is on this list somewhere down here. Yeah, uh, I couldn't get into it either. Yeah, Better Call Saul on AMC, uh, True Blood on Showtime, H- HBO, 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 Doctor Who on BBC. Um, okay, whatever time. Number fifteen, Saturday, Saturday Night Live. I think because of the politics, they got even more popular, especially with the with the Trump era, got even more popular. So yeah, Saturday Night Live kind of made a comeback in the twenty tens because for the longest time, people were kind of like ignoring Saturday Night Live. Really. I kind of thought it was a thing. I mean, I don't watch it religiously every Saturday, but well, a lot of people, fun. a lot of people are saying the same thing you were saying. It's like <laughs> you, you recognize it exists. You recognize people watch it, but you yourself don't watch it. A lot of people are saying the same exact thing. But I think this is the time, especially with the YouTube era, where people are like sharing um, Saturday Night Live skits online. That's mm. when that's when they really got got like a lot of the mainstream uh, people watching it. It's all about the memes. Mm. Uh, number fourteen, Glee. It brought back the musical to the TV, and it showed the more, uh, what's the word we're looking for? Nerdy side of, of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> the more geeky side, the more hipster side of, of, of teenagers. Glee. Glee essentially is that. Okay, never had to watch it, but yeah. Grace Hashtag and- we need memory pills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Uh, another. This is this is for the uh, the old folks. This is for the older hey, people or I whatever. I watched this show in the early two thousands. Yeah. Well, this is this show's been around for a long time. You know, too long. Too, too long. long. Like, I gave up after like three years of watching it. It's just too much. It, it became like a soap opera done at night. But there's a thing though. Uh, I, out of this whole list, there isn't very many soap operas if you don't count if you don't count the Kardashians. And but Grey's Anatomy is that, right? People like kind the soap of. opera, and Grey's Anatomy is kind of like the grandmother, the grandmother, the grandmother yeah. of the soap operas <laughs> at this rate, you know. Uh, Black Mirror number twelve. Uh, oh not, hell not, yes! Not, yeah, this is a really good show. Also, uh, help people get on Netflix because you have to watch Netflix now to get Black Mirror. Uh, mm-hmm. Sci-fi Twilight Zone, essentially very much like you watch an episode and you want to talk about it. So yeah, yeah. Handmaid's Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. Uh, oh yes, it's another one I don't watch, but people who watch it are huge fans. And oh yes, yeah. I actually ignored this for a very long time, but then when I watched one episode, I gotta say I was so hooked. Yeah, there I you could not stop watching. Uh, number ten, Parks and Recreation. Okay, The Office isn't on this list because I think The Office is more of a twenty a two thousand kind of show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Parks and Rec kind of kind of grew got like a huge following afterwards, especially in the DVD market in the the Netflix market, uh, along with The Office, actually, but but this this particular show, it left a stamp on a lot of people. So, hmm. congratulations! And I had to sell Park and Rec, and I kind of want to, but yeah, I, yeah, not really my cup of tea. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if I like The Office, I should like this, but I never actually gave it a chance. I like The British Office. Oh, okay. That's how I couldn't get, yeah, I couldn't even get into The Office. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. The Office, the US Office actually got it really good. There's, there's, a, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason why it's currently popular amongst a lot, amongst a lot of people because it's actually ahead of its time. A lot of the stuff they do in the yeah. office are very meme. They're, they're very memeable, meme friendly, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, number nine, Modern Family. You know the family sitcom done for modern. Yeah, times. that was funny. That's a funny show. Yes, uh, this is us. Number eight. Yes, definitely a show that a lot of people talk about. That it's not it's not a soap opera kind of show, family show. I mm-hmm. actually don't I don't watch it, but. Huge following. People cry when they watch it. Really? Wow. Yeah, that's that's, that's how it got its uh, got its reputation. Like it's so emotional. This is us, you know, kind of thing. Wow. Number seven. Yeah, American, I couldn't get into it. <laughs> num- number seven, American Horror Story. I never had to, I watched the first episode. Never really got into it. But a lot of people who watch it uh, are yeah, you get hooked. Are fans? Yeah, and the many yeah, many times I hear people ask me, Albert, did you watch American Horror Story? Like I actually don't watch the show. Sorry. Yeah, you can't stop watching once you start. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. Number but six. It's so amazing. Number six, another show that got really popular that I never watched, Downton Abbey. Downton yeah, I Abbey. haven't watched this either. I yeah, want to see it. Really popular. For the longest time, I thought it was Downtown Abbey, but it turns out <laughs> it's Downton Abbey. <laughs> Just like Papanga. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Number five, another popular show from Netflix, one of their one of their standouts, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Um, never, yep. never got in. Never actually watched it, but a lot of people were. The first fans. two seasons were good. I couldn't get into the last one. Okay, all right. Number four, The Walking Dead. I know a lot of people make fun of how nobody watches The Walking Dead, but actually, a lot mm. of people still watch The Walking Dead. And yeah, <laughs> The Walking Dead brought zombies to TV shows, and kind of, kind of, kind of was a water cooler kind of show for for a good chunk of the time. Yes. Mm. Number three, show that I. Hardly ever watched because I'm not I don't I'm not a huge fan of but the Big Bang Theory can't deny what I love the Big Bang Theory yeah Pasadena Pasadena but no it it, yes Pasadena (laughs) I I don't know I I couldn't get into the humor it's to me it always felt like they're making fun of nerds as opposed to making fun with nerds or I don't know really yeah I couldn't get into it. Yeah I didn't I didn't get that like actually I would get made fun of that I was the only one like people who didn't get the jokes, like would make fun of me for getting the jokes. And I'm just like, well, then you're stupid. Okay. <laughs> you don't understand I, the jokes. I don't want to judge it too much because I've, I've hardly ever seen an episode. So I'm just saying that the, 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 I think the one, the few times I have seen stuff about it, I don't know. I just never got it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the Big Bang Theory, huge, huge, huge show in the mm-hmm. in the 2010s. Can't deny that. Uh, Stranger Things, the other, the other, yes. the other show on Netflix that got really popular. This is one of the other shows that that, that people people pretty much said like, I got to subscribe to a streaming service to watch this show called Stranger Things. Yeah, number two. Worth it. And number one, undeniably Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones on HBO. Uh, It's the very unlikely show that got super popular. Like who Mm would have thought this show would be this popular and it did. And I've always said that, that I like, I love and I enjoy the show. But people are hyping it way too much. Well, the last two seasons kind of proved my point, <laughs> huh? It is overhyped. You just watch it for what it is and blah, 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 blah. But Game of Thrones deservedly number one. Yes, for sure. Oh, yes, definitely. If, if there's a couple of shows that aren't on this list that I think deserves a mention, uh, I think I will get to that on, on the next part of this segment that I want to mention. There's this YouTube channel that I follow called Data is Beautiful. Uh, what they eventually, what they essentially do is they do a lot of data stuff, and you see like 
like a bar cra- a bar chart on what's popular or what's not. Yes. They do stuff like the top 20 most popular cities in the world from 1500 to 2100 or whatever. You know, so they, they do a lot of data stuff. Best-selling music artists from 1969 to 2019. They'll like you'll see the bar craft, the bar chart move left and right, kind of they base on who's popular and who's not. Well, hmm. they did have one for most popular TV series from 1986 to 2019. All right. So I'm gonna focus exactly on December 2019, which is the spoiler, it's just the end of the video. But but <laughs> it can't be helped, okay? So just to explain how, how Data is Beautiful explains it, he's here. The timeline history of the most viewed TV series from 1986 to 2019. Ranking is based on the following factors. Prime time first 24 hours audience reports. One week of reported statistics for downloaded copies pirated. Hmm. So he's, rec- he's recognizing that there are people who watch TV shows illegally and that, that, that deserves at least a mention. Um, one week of streaming services viewership like Netflix or YouTube TV and all that stuff. Numbers are worldwide with significant bias towards the U.S. market up until 2002. Afterwards, it's balanced by peer-to-peer distribution across the globe. So yeah, so this is essentially covers everybody from legal watchers and illegal watchers, basically everybody. Hmm. So what's interesting is that at the very last part of the video, which is 2019 December, um, you see, two, four, six, eight... It's a ranking of 10. I'm going to start from the bottom. Rick and Morty on, on Adult Swim. Okay. Rick and Morty actually is a huge deal. So it should have been on the previous list, but but uh, it's really popular amongst, amongst the geeky people and whatnot. But yeah, according to this, mm. 21 million plus are watching Rick and Morty. Orange is the New Black. This year was the last season, I believe. Oh, was it? Yeah. So number nine, Orange is the New Black on Netflix. 22 million. 22 plus wow. million. Uh, the Walking Dead. Once again, people are still watching Walking <laughs> Dead on uh, AMC. 23 plus million. Uh, next up, Stranger Things on Netflix. 25 plus million. Here we go. The Mandalorian Disney Plus just came out three weeks ago or four weeks ago. 26 million people are watching The wow. Mandalorian. Wow. Right? I and, mean, it is really good. Yeah. Now, now consider this. The, um, there's only like 10 something million people who subscribe to Disney Plus. Right? So this number is a little bit skewed. Through like <laughs> the general audience of people talking about it, as well as watching it or whatever. Uh, next up, Modern Family on ABC, twenty six plus million. Game of Thrones on HBO, final season, right? Twenty seven million. But this is us beat Game of Thrones also no by way. by like by like a hundred thousand million. So this is us. Not not only that, but the two shows on the top that people like our, ourselves keep ignoring are CBS shows. Young Sheldon, twenty nine million plus. And number one, NCIS on CBS, 31 no. million. Now, this is a running joke amongst the internet community. How is NCIS the most popular show on TV for the past decade? Uh, because it is. A lot of people watch CBS. The joke was that a lot of old people watch CBS and they just leave it on Channel 2. And that's the reason why it gets all the <laughs> and ratings. And it just keeps playing. <laughs> right. But the thing is, though, is that I know somebody who watches NCIS. I've seen NCIS and I don't mind the show at all. It's, like, it's, a, it's actually a decently good show. Right, but yeah. it, but it is a funny joke among the internet community. Like I don't know anybody who watches NCIS. I've never seen NCIS. Right? But the thing is, like, <laughs> a lot of people still watch it. Okay, so yeah. But there we go. Okay, but who? <laughs> oh, a uh, certain certain person that lives in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the reason why I watch it because Jessica watches it. You know, so, but yeah. Explained. Yes. In fact, if you look through this whole video, 
it's interesting to see how NBC ruled the 90s and then the, the, the 2000s CBS just swooped right in and all that stuff. And it's watch the video. It's about eight minutes long. It's, it's fascinating to see like the popular shows from 1986 all the way. Like Cheers is up there. Lost went up there kind of thing. And you see them like just going up and down based on how popular they were. Really good. As I said, mm. the YouTube channel is Data is Beautiful. All right, folks, that is our uh, first segment on the 2010s recaps. We'll do a few more episodes of this, uh, and then we'll tackle as well as our 2019 recap because it's still 2019, and we have to cover that as well. Uh, our favorite movies of 2019 will, coming up, will be coming up. Our prediction results for 2019 is coming up. And, of course, we'll do our predictions of 2020 and what to expect from 2020. Yeah, all that stuff coming up all right. pretty soon this month in December. Thanks for listening. Uh, this was episode 265 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Whenever.